What's up, ladies and gentlemen? We're back with another podcast, joined as usual by Cody, Jack, and Grace. But today we got a special guest here, Preston. Preston. What's up, Preston? How are you doing today? I'm doing good. We're glad to have you here with us. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as usual, today we got some questions led by Grace. She'll ask a few, and uh, we got some hot sauce. So let's get it. Yeah. Yeah. Hot sauce. Uh, Grace, what are we going to be talking about today? We're going to be talking about. How are we to know what God's will is for our life, and especially for making decisions in the future? How are we supposed to go about it? So, yeah. That's exciting. I look forward to talking about that. Yeah. All right, guys. So, as we usually do, before we get into our segment and our topic today, we have been trying a new hot sauce uh, or a wing sauce every every week. And the, the students today, I'm looking at their faces, and they're a little nervous because what they have before them, you can't see this, is a bowl of an unnamed Salsa. Today we're trying something a little different. We're not having technically a hot <clears throat> sauce, but we have a hot, very hot salsa. Guys, I have to tell you this story. I had no idea about this. I love Costa Mexicana, right? I Who know. doesn't love to go into Costa Mexicana and just get a nice bowl of salsa and cheese dip, right? For real. House of so Mexico. good. Right? So we had had Mexican food the other day, and then Avery and Emily wanted Mexican food again. I was like, oh, man. So I've got to have at least something different if we're going back to Costa again. So I said to the waitress... Is there something in the back that's hotter than normal? Like, do you have, like, a really hot sauce back there? And she says, oh, yeah, of course. Like, this is just something I should have known, right? And then I find out later a lot of my friends have had this, and I didn't even know about it. So she comes back out with this bowl of salsa that's, like, way richer in color, darker in spices and all this stuff. And I'm like, this does not look like the average salsa. And as Jack noticed when he got here, he could smell it at the table. smell how spicy it is. Yeah, if you've ever had it out there... I think you probably know it's not just a mi- meant to be set down and just eat a whole bowl of it with chips. It's It's got some heat to it. So you guys ready to try this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, right, let's get into it. Just as uh, yeah. a little side comment. Yeah. Some of the hot sauces that we've tried before, like on the podcast, we've had it before we actually started recording. So yeah. we kind of knew what we were getting ourselves into. This one is completely blind. Yes. Today, yeah. I wanted to get an authentic reaction out of them. You may hear the crunch of a few chips because, like I said, we're not eating hot sauce today. Yeah, we're we usually use spoons because it's not as loud. I did provide a spoon for you, Grace, if you want. But you, she's going yeah, for the chip. I she's go got the, the chip. chip. All right, let's try it. Preston, are you going to be trying it too? Oh, yes. All right. We, we, we got a whole pitcher of water on the table today, just in case. Oh, Evan's going for it, as usual. Oh, goodness. That's good. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is really hot. It's got some bite to it. Mm. Immediate. Like, it's not slow at all. It's I'm immediate. Going I'm going in for a second. Oh, I'm going no, in for a second. I'm going to do a second too. Honestly, it kind of builds good. as you go. I love how it's got fresh cilantro in it. I don't even know if you get that in the regular salsa at the restaurant. It's got really good flavor, but it is really hot. Oh, yeah, there it is. It's burning my throat. <laughs> Me too. Rip my oh, yeah. <laughs> trying, trying to... Trying to not drink water just to see if I can last through it, but uh, yeah. I'm not giving up. That's good, man. Not giving up. Preston yeah, says he's not giving good. up. It, it right. literally, you feel it in the back of your yeah. mouth. I, I think we've crunched enough. Man. Evan, <laughs> yeah, Evan loves hot stuff, guys. I don't know if y'all realize this, but Evan's the one that's constantly eating it throughout the entire podcast. And for some reason, he's the one who's usually most affected by it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because he's eating the most. Yeah. All right, well. All right, guys. Well, let's jump into it. All right. So our first question is, how am I to know what God's will is for my life? So especially 
I don't know, at a young age, we may think of the question, how am I supposed to know what God's will is for my life? What am I supposed to do with my life? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, uh, We're all still <clears throat> feeling the burn, by the way, <laughs> to try to talk about <clears throat> the things of God with the fires of <laughs> in our mouth right now. Woo! No, yeah, that's a great question. And it's a very important question that oh, yeah. needs to be thought about from generation to generation to generation of Christian. It's a question that's constantly asked because it's so important that we do understand and know that God has a special plan for each one of us and that he has a calling on our lives. But also to understand that there's different types of callings and that you know, the will, what is the will of God? And, and for all believers, there is a, a calling to salvation and a calling to sanctification and a calling um, to be holy, right? God says, be holy for I am holy. And so I wanted to start off today, that was a great question, Grace, just by getting you guys to read with me some passages to see that we do know, if you look into God's word, we do know God's calling on our lives as believers. Um, now, yes, we are going to talk today about a specific calling, maybe. Uh, what is the God's specific will for my life, right? Where, where does God want me to work? Where does God want me to go to college? Uh, how do we find out the answer to these things? And I'd start off by saying pray, 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 pray. Definitely pray. But let's take a look at, at the calling on all believers, right? a special calling that, that God has called his people out of darkness into light, right? That God's calling us into a relationship with him. Look with me in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, where it says in verse 3, it says, it is God's will that you should be sanctified. Okay, so there we go, right there. What is God's will for my life? To be sanctified. What's that word mean? Sanctification. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's the, the way that I've always heard it defined is uh, like kind of like refinement. Like the process of our becoming more like Christ. It's yeah, a great way holy. to, yeah. What'd you say, Evan? Declared holy. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's actually, <clears throat> you know, we have two, two big words here to talk about. Justification. We are declared righteous and holy, like Evan just said, when we are saved. When he calls us, right? And so we're justified. But then as Jack is saying there, as we grow in maturity, as we learn to walk with the Lord, right, we are being sanctified. So it says... It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control your own bodies in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passions of lust like the pagans who do not know God, and that in this matter no one should uh, wrong or take advantage of a brother or sister. The Lord will punish all those who commit such sins. As we, as we uh, told you and warned you before, and then in verse 7 it says, For God did not call us... To be impure, but to live a holy life. All right, so if you're a Christian and you're listening today, what is God's will for your life? Is to know God and to become like Him, to become holy, right? He says, be holy for I am holy. And I just want to make that very clear that, that we are not confused, especially as much as we have been looking at God's Word on Wednesday nights and talking about how important Scripture is, that as a Christian, we do not have to be confused about God's will for our life. Is that he calls us to be set apart from the rest of the world. What are y'all's mm -hmm. thoughts on that? <clears throat> well, it reminds me of like 
that is God's revealed will for us. Mm -hmm. His revealed will is what is in his scripture, and we should study it and to know what it is. Because oftentimes we can maybe think we know what God's will is, but we really don't because it's just of what other people have told us. Sure. But instead we should study God's scripture and figure out what is God's revealed will. And then there's God's unrevealed will, which is like, which college should I go to? Or, you know, should I take this job? Or should I hang out with these people this weekend? Those kinds of things. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, there's another kind of like calling on our lives is, is a call to service. And as Christians, we're all called to to be his his servants and to be his stewards. And we're all called to to fulfill the Great Commission. And so, but we're all going to do that differently. As Grace is asking today, she's posing the question, you know, how do I serve God in my own way? Kind of like, um, you know, what college am I going to go to? What vocation? I think this is really important. There, I think that there are certain jobs out there that are not for the Christian. And there are certain jobs that are more <clears throat> adequate and, and, and able for you to be able to, <clears throat> to live out God's will for your life because you're in a position or in a job. What are, some of the, what are some of the jobs you think that are out there that maybe a Christian shouldn't be involved in and some that they should? Don't be a stripper. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> hey, everyone was yes, thinking. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> okay. yeah, like, That's uh, funny. I don't think no, I, I, I think that's strictly prohibited. Like, yeah. Mission work. Okay, so they're giving a, a very, very strong <laughs> example here. But what they're doing is they're setting the stage to understand that, that jobs that include sin that is in God's word, right? Because that's like his revealed will. He's revealed yeah. to us that that's not according to his will, so we shouldn't yeah. do that. Yeah. But then so there are can, jobs that are kind of, in a sense, like neutral. Like it's not It's like a gray do. area. Yeah. It's it, how, how you use that job. Do you use it for good or do you use it for bad? Right. Right. There could be someone as simple as like a banker or a lawyer, someone delivery. that would be using it for, you know, immoral reasons uh, for profit or gain in their own way, right? And, right. Yeah. So Even being like <clears throat> a radio show host or a podcast host, yeah. <laughs> you have opportunity to glorify God through it, but you also have opportunity to talk about whatever you want. That's a great point. People that have a job where they have a platform, mm -hmm. they have opportunity to have a voice to declare the praises of God, right, throughout the day-to-day -day yeah. in their radio station or, or teachers in schools even have this right. opportunity. Oh, yeah. Um, big time. Or like the CEO of some huge company. I mean, you could use your – what am I trying Your standing to? Yeah, kind of. Standing. Yeah. You yeah. could use it for the good of the Lord or you could use it to promote worldly stuff. Yeah, that's a great point. So is it okay at a young age to make plans for your life? Like, you, oh, I want to do this when I get older. I want to do this instead of, you know, because we're called to trust God and trust his plan that's for our life. Question. So how are we supposed to go about that? What do you guys think? Uh, well, I think it's kind of, I'm kind of making a different point with it, but I think it's the same concept. Um <laughs> I know a few times Cody and I have talked about like people who believe that we could sit back and do nothing and God's will would be fulfilled because that's just what it's like. Oh yeah. And there's other people that think that whatever we want to do is God's will. Uh, and so I think at a certain point uh, you kind of need to take initiative in things. Like you're not going to be able to just sit there and do nothing. Well, yeah, it's like. Uh... <clears throat> yeah, trying Sorry. to find a job. Like you said, you can't just sit there and like, oh, God's going to get a job for me. Right. Okay, fine. Yeah. You actually have to, you have to go and look for a job. It's like that yeah. one story, uh, the, the guy who's drowning out at sea and is asking God for someone to save him. 
Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? And there's like boats it. that pass by or something. They're like, hey, do you need help? And he's like, no, God's going to save me. Yeah, that's exactly what it's Yeah. Yeah, it's good to recognize that the Lord's given us like skills. He's given us talents. And he's given us that God to gives use. us opportunities. Yeah, and opportunities to yes. use for his glory. So it's important to take those opportunities, to take the passions mm-hmm. that the Lord has given you, and to use it for his glory. And not to just sit, sit back and go, oh, I wonder what God's will is for my life. Right. Yeah. He's already given it to you. Yeah. That's a good point. You need to be active. And That's great. We can look at it from both sides, I think. Y'all are right on track. Um, you know, you look at the book of James, and you can see where it says to not boastfully go out and make plans and say, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Yeah. And I think we talked about that a little bit last week in preparation for this. Um, but that does not mean that we should not look and have vision for the future. Right. Now, it would be one thing to be boastful and say, I've got my whole life planned out, and if God's going to throw a curveball in that, I'm not having it. Right? Mm-hmm. That's not a good way to look at it. But it's great to look and realize that where there is no vision, people actually people perish. perish yeah. right? And so that we should desire to have plans for our life. We should desire to, to look into the future and see that there's going to be fruit from our lives. Like, do we, do we live intentionally? Yeah. Right. Um, it would be silly to not have intention and just, well, I'm going to wake up today and maybe God will show me what's next. Yeah, you know? wait for God to just yeah. give me some sign or something. Yeah, it's not good to put your hope in your plans instead of putting your hope in God. Right. Yeah. And guys, I want to encourage you. One of the things that I looked at in Scripture today when I was preparing for this is in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14. Yes. And it says... For lack of guidance, a nation falls, but victory is won through many advisors. And I just want to encourage you that, you know, if you do have questions about the future, if you if you are seeking to know, it is a very wise thing to seek yes. guidance from others, other Christians that have lived the Christian life, you know. Right. And mm-hmm. so I think we had a great example of that in class Wednesday night. We saw, oh no, I'm sorry, this was in Sunday school, where we saw that Moses was leading the people. And right. his father-in-law gave him some good advice on how to handle it a little bit better, right? How and to handle the people's issues. Yeah, how did he handle it? He didn't go to him pridefully, but... <clears throat> yeah. Oh, you mean how did his father approach him, or how did Moses take it? Well, how did Moses take it? Oh, he took it. He took it and ran with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. good to, to seek advice. And, you know, I think a lot of times we could, people may try to give us advice and be like, oh, man, you know, you're just... Well, yeah. A lot of times... You don't know what you're talking yeah, about, we old man. we don't need it. We think we all have it on our own, that we don't need any help at all, but in reality, all of us do, especially when it comes to trying to find God's will for our life and stuff. Yeah, yeah it's especially, good, it's good right. to surround ourselves with people that will actually tell us, you know, right. oh, wow, you should pursue this, or maybe you yep. shouldn't, you mm-hmm. shouldn't go after this, because I don't think you're gifted in that area. I think a very practical example of this would be if one of y'all felt you're being called to a certain sort of job or ministry or area of life or missions or anything, um, you may go find a person in that field and have a great conversation with them, and and God may even reveal His calling to you even more so as you hear the heart of that person that has already done it. Mm-hmm. You know that person that has lived in that for many years, and they see how God had been faithful through it, uh, and you get to hear them talk about it. It may even give you more of a desire and more of a clarity on you know this is maybe it, this is maybe what God's plan is for me now. Right? Yeah. You know. Also, you know, just to think about, guys, <clears throat> God's calling on us. We talked about uh, our, our calling to salvation and sanctification. Is That is a lasting mm-hmm. calling mm-hmm. that is not in. And the same goes for another kind of calling, like maybe marriage, where that is until death do us part. Yep. But one thing I think a lot of people are afraid of and they don't realize is that, you know, as you grow and mature in your faith, 
your vocation doesn't necessarily have to be the same all the time, right? God may call you to something different later in life as you mature. Right. And I think a lot of times in college and in high school, people think, oh, what's the one thing I'm going to do for the rest of my life? And it can be kind of daunting. Right. And they freak out about it a little bit, right? Yeah. And it's not, I don't know. What do you think about that? <clears throat> I think sometimes we get so caught up in the future that we even forget about what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, what What am I supposed to do 10 years from now? What is all these, you know, big plans? But we should be thinking, what can, how can the Lord use me where I'm at right now? Yeah. And to seek after that. That's exactly great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's look. If if you have another question, you can go ahead. But I was going to share one more passage, um, just talking about the uh, the the calling. I want to make sure you guys understand this as we as we explain this to you today. That the calling we have as believers is to be holy, and it says this in First Peter. I wanted to give you all a reference. It says in First Peter chapter one verse fourteen, be as obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. Okay, so it's, we're talking about before you came to know Christ. But just as he who called you mm-hmm. is holy, so be holy in all you do, for it is written, be holy because I am holy, right? So he has placed a calling on your life. Your will as a Christian is to, to be holy. And that's one of the things we talked about kind of at the beginning of this before we started recording today was that I think, I hope I'm not jumping the gun, but I think Grace is going to ask us a question later on about like, you know, what if we're not getting a response from God? What was that question? Well, okay. So we know that we're supposed to live according to the Lord's will, but what if we're praying to the Lord, you know, should I go to college or which college should I go to, or should I take this job? Like, how, how are we supposed to go about that? Should we pray to the Lord about that? Yeah. I mean... Absolutely pray. Answer that. What do y'all think about that? I mean, yeah, prayer, prayer is key in that. Yeah. But uh, I think the what Cody was... I think what Cody wanted to answer was the whole question about, like, what if I don't think God is answering my prayer when I need it to be? Yeah. Or something like that. What sure. if I'm not getting an answer? Yeah. Yeah, because you can, I mean, you're like, oh my goodness, I have to decide in a week on which college I'm going to go to, mm-hmm. and I feel like I don't have an answer. What am I supposed to do? Right. You know, there, there are times yeah. like that. Well, like, usually when that happens, uh, we could have a sin in our life that, you know, we're not dealing with. We're not going to God about it. That's exactly or where I was we thinking. don't have joy. Like, sure. we can uh, keep on praying to God about it, and but we just like joy for the Lord or anything like that. And That's great. Yeah, a lot of times God wants us to be patient and pa- practice patience and to teach us faith that we would believe and look back on our lives and realize that he is faithful and that he is going to provide. But as Evan mentioned there, that's why I kind of drew us to this this question of holiness here. Be holy for I'm holy because a lot of times if we're not getting an answer to a specific thing in our life, it is because <clears throat> we're not first answering the calling to our first calling is to is to love the lord our god mm. right and that maybe there's something going on in your life where um god has already revealed something to you and you are being disobedient to that or you're deciding not to be obedient to that and i'm thinking to myself this is just speculation but why would god reveal more to you if you if you're not maturing in the areas of life that he has already revealed to you right and we may ask and be asking and asking like what's next god do you want me to be a a pastor or a radio evangelist or am I going to be a missionary 
And he says, well, right now I want you to overcome sin in your life. Right? What do you think about that? I think that's absolutely true. I mean, yeah. we can definitely not recognize. We just want an answer from God and not recognize, wow, what are we doing in our own lives? Right. And not take time to think about that. But also there are some, I mean, there are some things like which college to go to. I don't know that there's necessarily a right answer, a right or wrong answer to that. Because yeah. either one that, you know, either college that you go to or if you don't go to college, we're called to use it for a award. And so it doesn't necessarily matter which one you go to. That's yeah. a great point. I mean, you know, there's also the <clears throat> side of things where we look at where we still make choices as human beings. Mm-hmm. Right? God has still given us a free will. will a free it's will. not like we're on this path, and if we make the wrong decision, we go to the wrong college, or we go to the wrong job, then yeah. all of a sudden we're out of God's will. Yeah. Right, you yeah, know? he is sovereign. He knows the plans that he has for us. Right. We don't necessarily know him. And through that, we're going to learn as we make choices. But we do still make choices. Uh, that's one of the things we have in the grace of God is that, you know, we're not robots. We're not just puppets on a string. But that, you know, he is completely sovereign. He is completely in control. And But also at the same time, he lets us live our lives. And we do make mistakes. We learn from our mistakes. Um, but also we, we make some choices that, as Grace is saying, you know, they may result in a little bit different outcome just because of, like, where we went to college. You know, I don't think it was God's plan entirely for me. <clears throat> well, I mean, it may have been. I don't know. I may have not thought it was my plan to go to UCA. But through that, even though I didn't get any kind of degree at that college, I had the opportunity to go on some some amazing missions and meet some amazing people in Africa, right? And yeah. so, you know, in God's plan, he just kind of works all things out. And even in our – I realize in our failing – I think that when you look at scripture, you'll see where even in, in their failing, God still provides opportunity. And he, he's, he's a gracious God, you know. Yeah, even like quick story. When I was at camp and all the COVID thing was happening at uh, camp I was working at, I was like having to make a decision. Should I go home or should I stay? And some of the things that were going on in camp I wasn't agreeing with. And I was like, I don't know what I should do. And I couldn't talk to my parents. And I, was, I couldn't really talk to people on campus about it. So I was like, Lord, please give me like wisdom and discernment on what to do, on mm-hmm. what decision to make. Wow. And I made a decision and went with it. And I was to come home. And then I was thinking, wow, now that I'm home, how can I use it for the Lord? What are things that I can do here? Because in either situation, I can glorify God. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of an offshoot of what you said. Um, and kind of what Cody said earlier, we make choices in our life. God isn't going to make all of our choices for us. So praying for wisdom and discernment would be a good way to uh, make those choices yourself instead of asking for, should I go to UCA or wherever else? Absolutely. Know? God wants you to come to him with every question. I mean, that's one of the things he loves about the relationship that we have with him is that he desires for us to realize that, that we should not lean on our own understanding, but that we should come to him and seek him, that he would uh, lead us. <clears throat> and in and, coming to him in prayer, it show, it's like an act of us giving, giving God our whole life. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not making this decision on my own. I'm giving it to you mm-hmm. in every aspect. That's good. Well, while Grace uh, maybe has a few more questions for us, I want to give you all an encouragement or a hope, 
If you look in Philippians 1.6, it's a very familiar passage, but this is just an encouragement to you uh, to realize that, that don't so much sweat the small stuff, okay? Where it says, being confident in this, that he who began good work on, in you will carry it on, on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ, right? And so that we, we that are called, like we talked about earlier, if we know we are in Christ, and if we are desiring in our lives to live to the glory of God, like we know it's our main purpose in life is to, is to love the Lord our God, right? To love others. And we know like we desire to please God with our lives. Um, one of the good news we see here is, is an encouragement that <clears throat> we may think often, oh, I, I need to figure this all out exactly right. But that God is doing a great work in you. I hope, I hope you know that, right? That God is working out these things in your life and orchestrating these things that you, if you are obedient to him and if you come to him, right, then he is going to, to shape you into the person that he wants you to be. Right. And you will do the things that he desires for you to be because you are like clay. You are submitting to him. But, you know, this only happens when we submit ourselves to him and we say, Lord, I'm yours. You know, we, we begin each day with the attitude of, I want to please my Lord today. I'm going to listen to him. I'm not going to live for myself. I, I desire to know the plans that he has for me. And when I learn them, <clears throat> even if I'm scared of them, I'm going to in faith trust that he knows what's best. And I'm going to, and I'm going to obey his calling on my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know we kind of already talked about this. But by making decisions in our own life, is that still trusting in God? Like, how does that look, like, actually trusting in God sure. with your future? Like, can we still, I mean, we kind of talked about this, but in making decisions, like, what does it really like look like trusting in God? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Let's look at it in a practical way. Um, <clears throat> like, how, how would you make decisions? Let's maybe think, okay, what is my motive for making this decision? Is this for personal gain, or is this something that I have a, a desire that maybe it's a desire that came up in a time of life where you can look back and admit and say, mm, in that time of life or in this season of life, really I'm seeking to satisfy myself rather than God. Because a lot of times God's going to place desires in us for his glory and things that we're going to desire to do in his kingdom when we are diligently seeking him and praying. And he's going to instill these possibly desires in you that fall in line with your abilities and your giftedness. That's something we haven't really talked about yet is – is that each Christian, you know, it would be kind of silly if each Christian lived the exact same life. What is God's will for everyone, right? We all have, and what we're talking about is that we're all called to live different lives, right? Right. So back to Grace's question, what was the motivation, right? Why, like, why am I thinking about doing this? What am I going to, what does God think about it? What does God think about this decision in my life? What do y'all think about that? I think it's really important to consider, you know, what is my motivation behind this? Mm -hmm. like that is really important to consider when making a decision. Like, am I actually trusting in the Lord or seeking the Lord and seeking yeah. after holiness like we were talking about? Yeah, it makes you really think of which one to really choose. Yeah. I've had lots of conversations with students, guys, where I realize they'll tell me this, this thing that they think they're thinking about doing or something like that. And I'll say, have you... And I know in my mind, like, man, I don't know if that's such a good idea. But I don't say that to them, right? And so then I say to them, I'll say, 
oh, what do you think God thinks about that? You know, what have you, have you prayed about that? And then maybe in the back of their mind, they realize, well, I haven't even thought to pray about it. And, um, and then just the idea of doing that, they realize this was a selfish ambition. You know, I've been there. I'm not calling out. I'm saying I've done that exact same thing. We talked already about how important wise counsel is. And, uh, and you know, there's lots of people that have been through lots of experiences in the Christian walk that we could look to. So what if you don't know what your gift is or what you're passionate about? What should you do? If you okay. feel like, well, I'm not really passionate about anything. I don't feel like I'm gifted in anything. What should I do with my life? Well, that's a good question. That's yeah. a good question. Evan that is like, a good question. What do I say? <laughs> um, that's a good I don't really... So if you feel like you're not passionate about anything, that's a weird spot to be in. Um... The advice that I would probably give is to read through scripture and find different people's spiritual gifts and uh, try and like see which one you most can relate to yeah. um, or, or, you know, pray about it, obviously. Um, pray that God would reveal things to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, yeah. yeah, I think also just do things. Just yeah. start serving. Just start doing things. Because if yeah. you just sit back and go, well, I'm not passionate about anything. Right. I'm not good at anything. Be active about it. Then you don't know. But if you start doing things, then you're like, wow, I actually well, yeah. do like doing this. Oh, maybe I would yeah, be you good can learn at from missions. Experiences. Yeah. Or, like, saying you're going to do it, but you really don't do it. It's just like, yeah. What's the maybe I would be a good insurance agent. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Insurance? Yeah, maybe I would be good at insurance. Maybe I would be a good missionary. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I would be a good pastor. I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out. good. I want to back up and answer that question also. I think that if someone has no godly passions, they ought, they ought to do kind of like what we talked about in these past podcasts is really look at their heart and make sure that they, they're not just living for themselves and that they, they do desire to be obedient to Christ. Because if we have no godly passions, we have no godly desires, that should be a red flag in our life. And we should all take an assessment of our life from time to time and make sure um, – you know, I think this is great. When I listen to you guys talk and I, and I hear you ask questions like this, it makes me think you do have a desire to know God's will for your life. But if there are people in your lives, other students practically or, or possibly that are, you know, you can just see that, well, they don't have any godly passions or desires and they don't really think about these things. And they're not asking these questions and, and they're not really concerned with whether or not um, they're pleasing God with their life or if their future is going to be, even involve following after Christ, right? That's a huge red flag. I'd say taking an assessment of their life, you know. Um, another thing, we, we've been kind of talking about desires. I love this book. Roy refers to it a lot. It's Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. And he has this, this section in there called uh, Your Shape, right? And it goes kind of back to what Grace was asking. Um, how do we figure out you know, what our giftedness is and stuff. And I think this is kind of more speculatory or whatever or subjective, but he writes about it in here, and I think it's, it's still pretty good when you apply it to our lives, is that he, what he says, we have spiritual gifts, heart, ability, personality, and experience, right? And what he's really saying in that is that in the heart one, right, is that God is going to place in each believer different kinds of desires, right? He may give Jack a desire and realize that he has the ability to play music, so then this desire to lead people in worship becomes more and more evident in his life, right? And each of you may realize this, 
And I want to make it clear, when I said earlier, a lot of times we have desires in our lives, and we don't know if they're coming from God or not. We need to look and make sure we're not in a phase of, of desiring things for ourselves or worldly desires. And we need to make sure that these desires that are coming to place whenever we're doing things like Grace said. Grace had a great example there. When we get out there and we just start serving and figuring out what are we good at. And whenever you do that very thing and you realize, man, I am passionate about this. Like I got to help these people today and I got to share the gospel with somebody. And this was a, a neat way that I was able to live out my Christian life and, and to show other people the hope that I had in Christ. And I just love that, right? And that was – that through over time and through those experiences, you're going to realize that this is a desire that God has placed on your heart. And in this area of your life, you can, you can serve him that way. And you can't be afraid of doing things that you're going to fail at or things that you're not good at. Mm-hmm. It's just go out there and do things. Yeah, and that would also – protect you from planning ahead so far that once you get to a certain point where it doesn't work out you kind of just don't know what to do like there's no hope for my life (laughs) i know someone who who went to college and went all the way history major and everything decided to become a teacher taught for one year and decided that he hated teaching kids and went right back to his other job that he had before yeah all that time getting that degree and everything that's a good point. Yeah. That's good. That's why we asked the question. Grace asked it. You know, I mean, if you're living outside the parameters of your, you know, giftedness that, that God has given you a specific spiritual gift that he de- definitely wants you to use it because he gave it to you. And then your job that you have or your vocation or the way you live your life day to day has nothing to do with that. You're going to feel awkward. You're going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to realize, man, am I really living the Christian life the way that God intended for me to, right? Mm-hmm. So... Also, though, we need to take note and, and not just get too far on that and say, you know, there are a lot of people in the Bible that probably felt really uncomfortable about doing something that God wanted them to do. They were like, ah, oh, there's no way I can do that. Moses. Like Moses, yeah. yeah. And so we need to also realize it's not just about how we feel and whether or not we yes. think we're good at it or right. not. Uh, because as Grace said, you know, get out there and try it. If, you know, if someone is prompting you to say, hey, you'd be really good at this. Um, I can see you serving in this area, and you're like, no way, I'm not doing that. That sounds terrible. That sounds like a waste of my time. But really, we see a lot of examples in Scripture where people were afraid to to do this certain thing. And really, in their weakness, they thought, man, there's no way I could do this. But God wanted to give them the strength to do it, and he gave them the ability to do it. And they needed to have faith and trust. Right. That reminds me of that passage. I think it's in 2 Corinthians. It talks about in our weaknesses, God shows his strength. Mm -hmm. So even though we're not strong at what we're doing, or even though we're not really good at it, God can show his power and strength through us and through that. Yeah. It it reminded me of this one quote from uh, Mr. Denny. Uh, He teaches this Bible study that I go to on Monday nights. Uh, At some point he said something like, God doesn't always choose the able, but he makes able the chosen. Oh, wow. Or something like that. That's good. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if it was up to Moses, he would have never done that. Mm -hmm. But God provided, and everything went according to plan. Well, mostly according. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, he he chose to be obedient. Right, for the most part. There was a blessing there. And and God God blessed him. God, God used him in a special way, you know. Yeah, but even Moses messed up too. Yeah. So there's oh, he always. Oh, want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, no. like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people are always going to mess up. We're not going to be perfect. Oh, we could look at examples like 
you know, Jonah, where we think, oh, there's no way I'm going to be involved in that. <laughs> and God says, yes, you are. <laughs> right. Yes, you are. So, yeah, don't sweat the small stuff. God has a plan for you. Um, Keep praying. Yeah, absolutely. Pray. Prayer is key. And then looking into God's word, like we said at the beginning of all this, is that, you know, if something is clearly and obviously outside of God's will, there you go. I mean, you have yeah. the answer. You know, Stay away. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. That's, I think we've covered all the questions. Uh, want to give that encouragement one last time from Philippians. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until that day of Christ Jesus. So, guys, we, we desire for you to push forward. Uh, we desire to see Christians mature in Christ and living fruitful and, uh, and godly lives that they, they desire to f- fulfill the Great Commission. Right? Yeah. So that's our hope as we continue throughout these coming weeks to share with you. Alrighty, lads and lasses. Hope y'all enjoyed <laughs> lads this and week's lasses. podcast. Uh, as usual, we'll be back next Monday with another new episode. Uh, don't know what the topic is about that one yet, but we got yeah, stuff. We're cook- we got stuff cooking right now. <laughs> we got it cooking. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, make sure to wear your mask and wash your hands, and uh, that does it. See you in the next one. Yes, sir.